Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Neither aiming at originality of principle or sentiment, nor yet copied from any particular previous writing, it was intended to be an expression of the American mind and to give to that expression the proper tone and spirit called for the occasion. in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. Every post and every day rolls in upon us independence like a torrent. Our obligations to our country never cease, but with our lives. We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Why is it we hesitate? For God's sake, let us come to the final separation. The birthday of the new world is at hand. The tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants both. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, that all men, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. Laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms. That to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are 
a customer. But when a long train of abuses and usurpation, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. We, therefore the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these United Colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. That they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown. And that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved. And as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce. and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Why so large, Mr. Hancock? So that Fat George can read it all the way from London without using this spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, we light a great torch of freedom. Huzzah! I am an American. I, 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 we are Americans. Our citizenship in the United States is our national character. Our citizenship in any particular state is only our local distinction. By the latter, we are known at home. By the former, to the world. Our great title is America. Well, good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Hopefully, Thomas will be with us shortly. Charlotte Robinson, disciplined one. Welcome. I see you in the chat room. This is the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. Where's Doc Jones? Well, Doc Jones is on vacation. He doesn't even know Blog Talk Radio exists right about now. I think he's uh, in the Bahamas or Virgin Islands or someplace very, very nice, St. Thomas, I think. Anyway, maybe all of the above. Uh what I what I did is so the reason I started the show early is I'm hoping Thomas will be able to call my cell phone on his Skype. But that being said, I'd give him half of the show for the one hour. That way, uh, um, he could actually get some of his show done. Um, good friend of ours from uh, conservative uh, um, from Southern Sense and conservative prime. Well, he doesn't call it conservative prime time, but good friend, good guy. Going to get with our program and get with the revolution. I told him. Uh, he's a little frustrated, understandably. Hackers can uh, 
cause an awful lot of headaches and problems. Anyway, uh, moving on with our show. Uh, Trevon Martin, uh, that murder took place over a month ago for uh, most of us. Uh, it took about two weeks for the uh, program to actually hit the news and the airwaves and for them to concoct the story. Um, some breaking news and some new things have happened over the weekend. First thing is first, um, the Black Panthers had a little, uh, the new bl- new Black Panther movement had a little a uh, meeting down there, a little rally, and let's give a listen to some of the things that they had to say. Uh, this took place, I believe, on Saturday. Hashim, what exactly do you guys want from this? $10,000, is this a bounty? What is this? Well, as I was talking to you off the air, last time we met, we were in West Virginia with a vicious crime that was done to our young sister, Megan Williams. The black lawyers for justice, just like Thurgood Marshall and the Legal Defense Fund for the NAACP, we study the law. And this man should have, all you have to have to arrest somebody is probable cause for murder. And if this wasn't a case of probable cause, I don't know what case is. And if it would have been a white done like that by, I mean, if a black youth, would have shot and killed a white male, he would have already been arrested, and we all know this. And what we're doing, we're we're letting Attorney General Eric Holder, who clearly I know Obama and Eric Holder will be on our side, this case needs to be a murder case, and it needs to be a murder case quickly. All we're going to do what America has been doing for many, many years, a citizen arrest. And then, but okay, so you're going to do a citizen arrest, you said. But what do you do with him if the police haven't arrested him once you, once if you do get him with this ten thousand dollar? Well, well as we know, Bill Lee Jr. has quit his post, and the reason he quit his post because when he went out to the murder scene, we heard they treated uh, George Zimmerman like a hero. But Hashim, I, I understand that. And, uh, listen, listen, listen. Can we can we focus? Hashim. For drugs, they tested his blood, and he. Hashim, and hey, can we stop? Hashim, Hashim, Hashim. I'm not cutting you off. Yeah. But we have. I have a time thing here. I'm trying to get to what you are wanting with this. You don't have to rehash the case. I have an hour. I'm going to do that here. I, we understand okay. about the drug testing. We all. That's been rehashed. It's been gone over. I want to know. Once you get him into custody, as you said, what do you plan to do with him? Because the police haven't arrested him. How are you going to hold him? Well, when we when we get them, they can come get them from us, and and uh, and uh, at that point, uh, they need to charge him. And I don't think, with uh, what America is seeing right now, nobody's going to be against Zimmerman being arrested. Do you think that you are? When people see that you are, it's a ten thousand dollar reward. They think that you are inciting violence. That you may incite some sort of riot, maybe even a race riot. And there are people who say, listen. Stand down. This is a distraction. The law, the justice will play out. Why are you doing this? No, Stanford, Florida will be like money, Mississippi. February 26th will never be forgotten. George Gentleman should have followed the police instruction and stayed in his car. All right. Well, there's a perspective from uh, one of the Black Panthers. I think he did another interview, I thought for sure. Um, I had it done, but this is another interview which followed the uh, um, the Black Panther interview. 
It's common sense to allow people to defend themselves and to have to, in, in a, when you're in a position where you're um, being threatened, and there's a life-threatening situation, to have to retreat uh, and put yourself in a, in a very precarious position, you know, defies common sense. That was Florida Governor Jeb Bush after signing the Stand Your Ground law. Joining me now, Jonathan Capehart, MSNBC contributor and opinion writer for The Washington Post and House Democratic leader designate of the Florida Assembly, Florida Representative E. Perry Thurston. Uh, Representative Thurston, with uh, the Rick Scott governor tonight uh, announcing the formation of a task force to look into all aspects of the killing of Trayvon Hunter and what laws might need to be changed, including the Stand Your Ground law. What do you think the prospects are in Florida of some changes? Well, Lawrence, I think that the prospects are looking better. But as your previous guests have indicated, we need to move deliberate and without delay in this regard. The vagueness of some of the terms and the fact that law enforcement and my colleagues in 2005 predicted that these would be the problems that the state of Florida would see and now they're coming to fruition leads me to believe that we need to move without delay. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Tamron Hall uh, yesterday uh, interviewed uh, the sponsor of this bill uh, when it was moving in, uh, in Florida, Dennis Baxley. She asked him, do you stand by the law? And he said, I do stand by it, but I do think there needs to be new legislation that addresses like how crime watches and how things like this are addressed. So there's the sponsor uh, of, right. of the law saying uh, this was not at all. The Zimmerman defense is not what this was designed for. Right. The person who, the, the, the legislator who drafted that bill and who said that to Tamron Hall, I think is showing a whole lot more leadership and forethought than that, that city manager that you guys interviewed last night and who's been on television on MSNBC during the day. The, the legislator saw the bill, saw the holes in the bill, saw the problems with the bill, and is moving as quickly as he can to come up with, with ways to fix it. But still, as I've said before, it's an insane law, and I'm not sure that sewing up so, some of the holes is going to do the trick. And Jonathan, uh, quickly well, on Marco Rubio, yeah. he was a supporter of this uh, in the legislature at that time, too. Uh, how does this affect him? Uh, can we tell at this point how this affects him in national politics? No, I don't think we can tell. We can tell at this point. I think things are moving so quickly uh, in this story and, and and with everything surrounding it that it will have to wait down the road. I think it'll only come up if Marco Rubio ends up on the ticket. Perry Thurston, uh, the well, members of the task force won't be chosen for some time uh, in the future. Who do you want to see? What kind of uh, member do you want to see on that task force? Lawrence, we want to see some of the law enforcement personnel who addressed these problems earlier. We want to see some of the people who opposed it, who indicated that we would have these type of problems. We want to see individuals who knew that this would come to fruition. It's one thing to say there are unintended consequences, but when you were told at the time of the passing of the law that these would be the problems, that's why we need your show. We need the uh, ACLU. We need the NAACP and soccer moms, Lawrence. We need the soccer moms in Florida who felt the pain of this child's mother to stay with us and be vigilant for justice here in Florida. Representative Perry Thurston, that's going to have to be the last word. Thank you very much for joining me. Jonathan Capehart and Florida Representative Perry Thurston, again, thank you both for joining me tonight. Thanks, Lawrence. All righty. Well, there you have it. Um, 
opinions from uh, two individuals, the Black Panthers and, of course, uh, Perry Thurston, who uh, demands justice. Um, of course, this case has been one-sided all along. Um, and here, um, <laughs> I wonder what would happen if uh, myself or others put a bounty on somebody said, if I went on TV right now and said there's a bounty on um, Trevon Martin's dad or say a congressman or President Obama, whatever. If I were to make that accusation, I wonder how long it would be before Homeland Security would come and bust your door down. Um, basically, if you, uh, I don't know how many of you remember the movie Slapshot. In the movie Slapshot, um, uh, Paul Newman made a comment about that. Uh, he's going to put a bounty on one of the hockey players' heads, and then the general manager of the hockey team says, are you nuts? We could all end up in the clinker for this. Well, anyway... Um, let's bring out some of the facts that have not been brought out yet. Hmm, what are they? What could they possibly be? Well, here's one um, in one particular uh, instance where um, what is being what is being absolutely reported um, is not the absolute truth. Okay, let's take a look. Uh, but a witness. What do you mean a witness? Yeah, there was an eyeball witness. No, there was not. Oh, yes, there was. And this is what the eyeball witness said. Contrary to Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Louis Farrakhan, Maxine Waters, Sheila Jackson Lee, the Black Panthers, all of which, who I, if I remember correctly, wanted the Duke lacrosse players hung around a rope. Hmm. We've seen rallies and we've heard the outcry. Now we go back to the night George Zimmerman shot Trayvon Martin to death. A witness we have not heard from before paints a much different picture than we've seen so far. The night of that shooting, police say there was a witness who saw it all. Our sister station, Fox 35 in Orlando, has spoken to that man. Shannon Butler has the exclusive interview that shows another side to a story that has gripped the country. What Sanford police have in their folder they put together on the killing of Trayvon Martin, few know. The file now sits in the hands of the state attorney. And now that file is just weeks away from being opened up to a grand jury. Tonight we are learning more about why cops believe that night George Zimmerman shouldn't have gone to jail. I'm part of the neighborhood watch. Zimmerman called a non-emergency line and told the dispatchers he was following a teen. He was told not to. And from that moment to that shooting, details are few. Hey, we've had some break-ins in my neighborhood, and there's a real suspicious guy. But this man's testimony could be key for the cops. The guy on the bottom, who I believe had a red sweater on, was yelling to me, help, help. I told him to stop, and I was calling 911. Trayvon was in a hoodie, Zimmerman in red. He only gave his name to us as John and didn't want to be shown on camera that night after the shooting, but his statements to the cops were instrumental because Sanford police backed up Zimmerman's claim saying those screams you hear on this 911 are those of the neighborhood watch captain, not Trayvon Martin. And then when I got upstairs and looked down, the person that was on top beating up the other guy was the one laying in the grass, and I believe he was dead at that point. Zimmerman says the shooting was self-defense. According to information released on the Sanford City website, Zimmerman said he was going back to his SUV when he was attacked, not the 17-year-old.
All right, well, an eyewitness. <laughs> oh, boy. What do we do now? Creating all kinds of problems. An eyewitness who was there, who saw this, not the individuals who think they saw it or who heard it, said it was Zimmerman who was on his back and also not released. Are we aware that Mr. Zimmerman was arrested? Handcuffs were placed on him. He was treated for first aid with the back of his body covered in blood. Uh, I don't think so. Are you aware that after the shooting he was downtown uh, for questioning? Along with several witnesses. Any of us aware of this? Mm, I don't think so. Why not? Well, I think we all know why. Um, We don't know the whole story. Um, Mr. Zimmerman may be guilty of murder. Um, We don't know this. We do know that there are two sides to this story, um, but we only want to hear one because basically, um, as we know, the media, they want to turn this, uh, when I say they, the media wants to turn this into another Rodney King, Duke Lacrosse, on and on and on, uh, OJ, OJ type situation. I find it amazing, though, and it's almost sad that the same people that wanted the Duke Lacrosse players hung before a trial, um, and we've seen this on and on and on. It's just basically the same group of chocolate trash that uh, has been feeding off the, black, the, the backs of the black community. Uh, by keeping them riled up, by keeping them angry. They make an awful lot of money, and they make a very good living doing so. Um, In many, many ways, this has been going on for decades. We see this in the Middle East with these Omans or Mulis or whatever they call them. Uh, Many times, uh, leaders of their country keep them riled up against America and Israel, etc., to keep their minds occupied from the real problems of the economic, the real economic problems of the country. Really, really must uh, a very sad situation. Before we react, I think we have to wait and see if the, um, we have to wait and see what the investigation occurs. The individual from the Black Panthers comes, uh, as you could, as he described, he knows all these situations all over the country because that's all he does. He goes to these individual places where blacks have been killed, whether it's uh, whether it was in self-defense or whether or not, and sides with the blacks and basically brings an uprising. They're bringing a bounty. The big question I have here is how does he know? We know that this uh, city's uh, police department has, has is racist. We know that. No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And he's addressing idiots who also don't know. Pretty intelligent people will uh, basically let the investigation be done with it. Clearly, they want to hang this person. They want to take him into custody. Take him into custody for what? He was already in custody and released, as well as the DA, uh, I don't know if it's the local or the state DA, had said we don't have enough evidence. From the witnesses that did see this or witness, I'm unsure if there were more than one, they're collaborating with George Zimmerman's story of self-defense. Um, all we know is Trayvon Martin went to the store, got iced tea and Skittles, but we don't know he went to the store because the store employee said he wasn't there, nor is it on video camera. 
Okay. Do we have the can, the ice can, the, the ice tea can, or the Skittles? Because we don't know. So we do have to wait and see what happens. I believe if he, uh, if George Zimmerman, who did phone the police, um, he was never told not to follow him. They said we just don't need you to do that anymore. When he said, "Are you following him?" So there's also some questions on whether or not Trayvon was in somebody's backyard moments before this broke out. That's why he may have gone after George Zimmerman. <laughs> Funny how things like that work, but we don't know. We really don't know what the truth is. Let's not circumstance. Let's not put together anything we don't know. Uh, at this point in time, anyone who would like to call, please feel free. Area code 347-884-8500. This is the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. Tonight's topic is Trevon Martin um, and basically the Black, the Black Panther movement demanding that George Zimmerman be brought into custody. And I believe it was Spike Lee who posted George Zimmerman's phone number and address that that's that's probably all over been been all over um already done but uh, the media again trying to make a racial issue there's Spike Lee posting this guy's phone number and address for online or wherever he posted it on Twitter i mean just more and more nonsense um i don't think George Zimmerman has been at that house wherever it's been for a while and i don't think anybody has been there um and uh, to disagree with the university that temporarily suspended him um, I think that's a good move. We don't know what uh, – he did nothing wrong, so he shouldn't have to pay the price. Well, that's, that that may be very true as of right now, but we do have to consider the safety of the other people. Um, you never know what can happen. I think if he is uh, relieved – if no charges are brought and he is relinquished of this from the grand jury, from et cetera, I don't, I don't really believe in grand juries, but – Overall, once the process is complete, I I think they should just uh, give him his accredit is is correct credits accredit him excuse me and basically go from there. I'm not the best of speakers, and so I apologize if I'm not uh, the most eloquent, um, sweet, smooth talker. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the one of the processes I think we're we're going to need to do is patience and. We just have to wait and see what happens from here. So we are going to take a second. We're going to take a few seconds here. I'm going to queue up some uh, some new uh, some new files, and we're going to play a song. <laughs> well, wait a second. Let's play Jesse Jackson first, and then we're going to play into the song. Then we'll get into the second half of the program. Again, our number, 347-884-8500. Mr. Speaker, I believe that the answer to long-term unemployment... Oh, let me tell you what this file is, too. This is Jesse Jackson, uh, Jr., congressman in Chicago. He's going he's gonna to show us how to get this economy in full swing, and he'd like to change the Constitution. Mr. Speaker, I believe that the answer to long-term unemployment is actually in the Constitution of the United States. Well, let me say that a little differently. It's not in the Constitution of the United States. It should be in the Constitution of the United States, and one of these days we're going to get there. We need to add to the Constitution the right to a family to have a decent home. What would that do for home construction in this nation? What would that do for millions of unemployed people? He says we need to add to the Constitution the right to medical care. 
How many doctors would such a right create? He says we need to add to the Constitution of the United States the right to a decent education for every American. How many schools would such a right build from Maine to California? How many people would be put to work building roofs and designing classrooms and providing every student with an iPod and a laptop? How many ghettos and barrios will actually be touched by such an amendment? In fact, very little that we pass in the Congress of the United States even touches the long-term unemployed. Only thing that touches them that this Congress has access to that can actually change their station in life is the Constitution of the United States. Mr. Speaker, there's an even greater America that's in front of us. It's the America that adds to our founding document these basic... March 26, 1979. In Washington, leaders of Israel and Egypt sign a peace treaty at the White House. Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin. No more war, no more bloodshed, no more bereavement. Peace unto you. Shalom. Salam forever. Egyptian President Anwar Sadat. It is a historic turning point of great significance for all peace-loving nations. 1997. Bodies of 39 members of the Heaven's Gate cult who had committed suicide are found inside a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California. 1917. The Seattle Metropolitans become the first U.S. team to win hockey's Stanley Cup, beating the Montreal Canadiens. 1964. In New York, the musical Funny Girl, starring Barbara Streisand, opens on Broadway. And 1944, Diana Ross, lead singer of the 60s Motown group The Supremes, is born in Detroit. Today in History, March 26th, Carlotta Bradley, The Associated Press.
Thank you very much. Welcome back to the Steve Robert Jones Conservative Report. I am Cool Mike, your host. Dr. Jones is visiting or is on vacation into the beautiful, beautiful islands. So I'm going to be filling in for him till uh, a week or so into April. Our topic tonight. <laughs> let's go and read. Let's read the. Uh, let's as we begin the second half of the show. Let's. Uh, Go to the description box. The new Black Panthers offer a $10,000 bounty for the capture of George Zimmerman. And cheering them on like KKK members at a lynching were Maxine Waters, Sheila Jackson Lee, Jesse Jackson, and Louis Farrakhan. Of course, there is no bounty or tears for the animals in the black community when decades, for decades, abortion has taken the life of many, many black babies. Generations of Negroes killed, the innocent unborn with their silent screams not being heard. Sheila Jackson Lee, Louis Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, Maxine Waters don't seem to be putting bounties up to help save their lives. In the past, we have seen bounties, illegal and presidents and just all kinds of crazy stuff. Idi Amin, which I believe... Uh, also uh, was putting bounty on people's heads. But we have seen people who have taken the law into their own hands. Will President Obama, what kind of comments will he make as we go forth with more and more of the evidence coming out? Up to now, what crime has been committed? We do know that Trevon Martin sadly has been killed. That is, That is a, we don't know why and we need to look into it. But that is a problem. For those who want to hang George Zimmerman because he's not black, and for those who are glad that Trevor Martin was killed because he is black, you're all idiots. The bottom line is <clears throat> this is not a racial issue. We see this every single day. Um, one of the one of the major problems we see in the black community is that um, in many areas they are still unsocialized and unable to live with each other, so they take it out in that in that form of violence. This is not an issue of uh, Second Amendment rights. This is not an issue of changing the law, which it stood for quite a while in Florida. It's not an issue on whether or not all this racial stuff supposedly took place. Um, we need to find out the investigation first. And we need to look, we need to hope that the investigation will be honest and with integrity in order to find out really the truth going by the evidence as we do day in and day out in courts of law. And we need to support the investigation. Mohammed, the, the guy from the Black Panthers, said his group would search Zimmerman out themselves in militant-like fashion. I wonder if they care to know the truth about their new angel, Trevon, or if they want to know anything, if the members of the black community are really concerned about justice or just the fact that you have a bunch of angry people riled up by the media and their half-truths and stories. Questions still to be asked. Was Trevon, was Trevon Martin armed with a gun and not candy and iced tea, as we are all led to believe on that day? Did Trevon Martin actually instigate the fight? Was he about to kill George Zimmerman 
and in self-defense, George pulled his piece, his gun, and shot Trevon. People think, oh, that's far fetched. No, it's not. Clearly, there's evidence to support the story originally is false. He wasn't just going to the store. He didn't just have candy and iced tea, and we don't even know if he did. We don't even know if he was at the store, since supposedly during this time frame, it's not even on video camera. Tonight, we're going to conduct our own truthful investigation, not to right or wrong, not to say, hang George Zimmerman or good for George to get rid of Trevon. That's horrible. And people who are thinking like that, the world's filled with all kinds of uh, people with horrible thoughts. But we need to be more concerned about justice here. And we find out that the truth shall set you free. Anyone feel free to call in and feel free to speak your mind, uh, watching your language. <laughs> but uh, we don't really mute too many people here on the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. CNN conducted an in- interview. I don't think I played this one be- uh, yet. But I also wanted to get to it because there's one interview. I lost it here on the files, but I, I really wanted to play it because it was a very in-depth interview um, with somebody with a rational head. Um, and I also wanted to play the interview, I know, with uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Martin because uh, Mr. Martin is now telling half-truths. Um, anyway, justice. Hashim, what exactly? No, okay. So I did. I, I play. I played that that file already. I didn't have the. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have the, uh, the the right tape. Okay, jumping to the next uh, segment of this particular story. The Black Panther movement claims ten thousand million dollars is being raised by black actors, actresses, and musicians. But they're not going to tell you who it is. Um, okay. <laughs> maybe because uh, the money being raised is not by them. It's maybe being put forward to a person who will profiteer great over a story like this. As we've seen in the past, media has really incited certain stories. We've seen government push uh, for certain type of violence and certain type of wars, etc., etc. Um, discipline one. Welcome to the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. Sorry, I didn't know if you had your hand raised or not. I was away from the computer for a minute. Yeah, no problem. Um, what I wanted to go ahead and just really quickly uh, talk about is um, the uh, what what was going on with, um, like you were saying, with the media regarding justice and regarding um, how things are being perceived. Ted Turner said back in 1992, he said, when you're an artist, you can paint a picture any way you want. I never said it was a true picture. Now this is some this is coming from a man who has invented 24-hour news and information. When this comes when this comes from someone like that, it's very scary to think about all the stuff that you, that you that you're talking about when you're dealing when you're dealing in lies and half truths and um and sort of that nature to going on with that point. Isn't it kind of interesting? How they continually play the picture of Trayvon Martin as a 12-year-old boy and not as a 17-year-old teenager? Well, one of the reasons I think we know is that these incidents help certain people profiteer. Oh, of and course, you need them. Uh, you know, there's there is 
Um, I, I don't know that this is for a fact, but I can't think of the name of the company. But it's a it is a uh, a it is a um, cement company, uh, which basically uh, has a government contract in the city of Los Angeles. And there were reports that they were giving people cash money, basically during the Rodney King issues to start uh, getting making you know hand over fist uh, raising hell. Because guess what? When it's time to repair and fix, who's going to get that contract? Now we don't know that, but we do know this: the Black Panthers feed off this. And also, there's the opposite side: these people that are just uh, they're glad Trevon Martin's dead because he's black. It's just the the stupid always prosper during certain situations. And you are correct; these half truths. Um, this picture is being painted, and it's being tainted. Excuse me; it's being painted and tainted. And the bottom line is, we don't know all the facts yet. And as they're coming out, we're finding out an awful lot of what we heard a week ago or two weeks ago. It's not exactly on point. Therefore, we have to allow, until the police can fin- finish their investigation, and we have to support the, the system. That's how it works. As slow and ass backwards as it seems sometimes, we have to support the system, and let's see what they come up with. Correct. Um, and, and, and and to go along with your point that, you know, the picture, you know, that the pictures that the public is being seen is being tainted. Having Mr. Obama going in there and weighing in on this situation prematurely uh, does not exactly, um, you know, brings a sense of calm. And matter of fact, it does the exact exact opposite. It exacerbates, it exacerbates and fans the flames. And what I'm also looking at is not just the social justice side, if you will, and I use that in quotes. Um, I'm also looking at the political side of this as well. Um, if if the, the one who would stand to benefit the most politically would be Obama, and the reason why is this: if there if something like the Rodney King the Rodney King um, after the four police officers got acquitted uh, um, and the, the riots happened, if something like this had happened across the country. It's kind of interesting that he would be – Mr. Obama would be able to invoke H.R. 567, which would basically confiscate everything that Americans have. We would then, ent- we would then uh, enter into martial law, and the Constitution would be suspended. If that would ever happen, does anybody, obvious, uh, does anybody honestly think that once the, once the crisis has subsided – that Mr. Obama would stand down from martial law. I well, think the answer not. would be no. Well, I, I think you're, I think you're drawing a conclusion that uh, in the conservative movement we see, we see exactly what the ultimate goal um, is for President Obama. One of the reasons he was very, very cautious in his comments is because he knows an awful lot of Second Amendment rights people are watching. To see what he says. As we know, a week ago, he signed uh, an executive order that would allow him to do so. Uh, the most vulnerable people are those, as we have seen, uh, who follow in the footsteps, who follow in the, uh, who ride in the back seat of the car of many of these so-called rabble rousers. And let's also keep in mind is that. Some of these people will not be happy with any of the decisions. Okay, let's say George Zimmerman today is hung. Okay, is everything good? These people from the Black Panthers, Maxine Waters, Louis Farrakhan, all this other chocolate trash that just is continuously starts trouble. I mean, they're happy now? No. 
and we both know this that that we know that they have an insatiable appetite for this type of uh power and hysteria we both know this that that they, the the problem the, the what we're talking about a lot of the times especially in the black community and I see this quite often what we what we talk about in the black community quite often is we deal with the symptom but not the root cause. The root cause, as I see it, is there is we we in the black community have embraced the wrong worldview. And in reality, there in 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 my estimation, there are really only two types of worldviews you could have. You either have a biblical worldview or you have a non-biblical worldview. And when you start to look at the founders and how and the writings that they had and how they governed, you would you would unequivocally come away with that the founders had a biblical worldview. And a biblical worldview is not some type of theocracy where most of the left would think that you would that you would talk about when you bring that up. All a biblical worldview is very simple. It's your world of the view your world your view of the world through the lens of scripture. That's it. That's all it is. And we in the black community do not understand that. We have we, – we go and we know – we go to church, but we don't understand who God is. That's a whole nother show, and I won't take up your time with that. <laughs> no, continue, no you're, you're doing fine, and I know uh, – well, one of, the, one of the disappointments I have is that basically before we really can have the truth and the investigation concluded, you already have this – semi-race war uh, riot inciting. Okay, right. The same people, as always, who wanted to hang the Duke lacrosse people, just on and on and on. Okay, they right away come right to Florida. It's almost right. it's almost as like they're like FEMA or whatever. Right away they come to make sure that this gets, uh, gets, gets um, you know, riled up. Uh, right. Another, another thing I also believe, because I don't put anything past the way the government is, um, I also think they probably sense, uh, you know, a group of the opposite down there to make sure that the fire keeps burning. Because as you mentioned, ultimately, isn't the, the goal is probably to disarm the people down there because, look, they got guns and they're shooting each other and they're burning down neighborhoods and uh, the federal government needs to come in and take away their guns and secure everybody. Um, yes. Yeah, and you're, and you're right, and you're right. That, that, will, be, that will be the narrative. The goal is to disarm the entire country, but the the narrative will be that yeah we need to go in there and we need to step in and we need to go ahead and placate this. And for those who don't know, this is classic Cloward and Piven, classic. What Basically, is that? Cloward and Piven, Cloward and Piven, they were two Marxist socialist professors that came up with a system on how to basically overthrow the government so that they can ex- they can put their socialist ideas in place. Very simple very simple procedure to do. All you do is you overload the system to to where the system is so bloated and cannot and is so inefficient it collapses under its own weight thereby those who understand the solutions will come in as the quote savior scrap the old system and put their their new wonderful system in place of course they will be in charge of it 
That's the Cloward and Piven strategy. You go, they're hooked up, they're hooked up in bed with Saul Alinsky the whole the, the whole night. This is a socialist movement. It is it's it's been tried time and time and time again, and the people who the the reason why it does not work in our country is because of our constitution. This is why you have somebody like Obama who is trying to go ahead and dismantle it piece by piece. This is why you have you have things like HR thirty two hundred, better known as Obamacare. This is why you have things like HR five ten, which talks about foodstuffs. Being, being, growing foodstuffs in your backyard, be, uh, becoming illegal. This is why you have something like HR 560 or Executive Order 567, which goes in there and supersedes what Bill Clinton did back in 1994, and it only supersedes it in the sense of that the federal government can confiscate everything uh, in t- in any type of crisis, as opposed to what Bill Clinton said it was only during a military crisis. That's the biggest difference. So these these are the things that most people do not understand because they're either, I hate to say it, uh, either watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians or American Idol or some other type of mindless television to keep their eye off the ball. I think that points out a. <laughs> I think that's extremely accurate. Another thing I want as a as kind of a follow up to what you to what you said. Uh, this has been time and time again throughout history. Um, this has happened, and tonight in conservative prime time, we're also, or no, tomorrow on conservative prime time, we're going to talk about that. Um, those who the, those who uh, have forgotten history are destined to repeat it. Absolutely. Along those lines, and this is exactly what we're seeing. Is it's almost as if, like throughout history, it's like uh, you had the grandfathers doing this, then the, then the then the fathers. And now the sons are doing the exact same things that uh, the fathers and the grandfathers did, but the people just don't see it. They just no. don't see it at all. And not to mention, um, uh, as far as disarming the country, they do it one county at a time. Everybody's cheering on the Fed. Let's go down into that Florida city where you know the Negroes are fighting the whites, and let's let let's let's take away their guns. So they one county at a time, and slowly but surely. We have the federal government, basically. Let's keep in mind, the only the reason there's the Second Amendment was there is to fight the government. So the citizens Absolutely. have weapons to fight the government. Not necessarily to protect yourself against your neighbor. That That is also. But it was I'm, 100%. Yes. That's why organized militias are distinctly uh, uh, dis- on display in the, in the Constitution, because they knew the evils of government. And for the last two administrations, uh, we exactly see exactly who... Uh, we see exactly who they're surrounding themselves with. It's the more than actually the two, the last two. I would probably see almost the last dozen. Well, I you, mean, you, you could, you're probably you a lot smarter this, than me, so you know that. You could probably, me, you can probably take this all the way back to to Eisenhower, because when Eisenhower at, in, in 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 Eisenhower's speech, farewell speech back in '59, he said something that that is very very interesting. He said, "Beware of the military-industrial complex." He made yep. that because the one thing that the one thing that everybody knows, whoever studies the military industrial complex, they know that war is profitable. They understand that. They understand that war is very profitable. And the thing about it is, I I I think there's it when you start to under when you start to follow along in that vein and in that line, you start to see some things that uh, doesn't add up on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. 
you start to see some things that don't that really don't add up. Um, you know, when we were in Vietnam, you start. To, I mean, and it, you. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I don't want to get, go ahead and get off topic, but the bottom the bottom line is very simply this: the reason why we have lost our way as a nation is because we have lost our worldview. It was George Washington that said that this. He said that it is. It says you can go out here and. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm pretty. I just drew a blank. Please, take please your, forgive take me. Your time, man. Yeah, please take forgive time. me. Well, um, no, he also said about staying out of other countries' problems in his farewell address, if I'm not mistaken. True. Um, but he also said it is impossible to rightly govern without God and the Bible. He didn't say it was impossible to govern. He said it was impossible to rightly govern. Um, John Adams, second president of the United States, chief architect of the Constitution, says that our Constitution is designed for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the governing of any other. So for those who would think that religion has absolutely nothing to do with our government, they are so sadly mistaken. They would also have to ask themselves the question that if religion has absolutely nothing to do with our government, then why is it for the first hundred years of our existence that we had church service in the Capitol Rotunda? If, if Of all the places to have church service in America, you would have church... If we really didn't believe that God didn't exist in our government, why would we have him in the Capitol? Which is very, now... Very true. Which is which is now the and, and the Capitol Rotunda at this time is now the U.S. Supreme Court building. <laughs> so what, um, let me why ask would you a we question. do this? I'm sorry. Uh, no, just uh, just a question to get thrown out there since you're uh, the only caller right now. What uh, just what is your personal opinion on what happened there? I think I think there is it's multifaceted. I think that there that something did happen. I think that um I think it's very possible that Mr. Zimmerman was acting on self defense. Um I also don't believe that uh Trayvon was just has a a um a Skittles bag and iced tea and that's all he, that he had. Um my question my question would definitely be um what was he doing in that neighborhood because obviously he didn't belong in that neighborhood. And I'm and I'm saying that in the in the sense of if the, if there was something if if there was if there was some type of if he was walking to a friend's house it's one thing but there is some but there obviously was some type of suspicious activity or behavior that Trayvon Martin was doing that would prompt George Zim, that would prompt um, Mr. Zimmerman to even follow him in the first place. So my question would be, what what is he doing? But that's 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 immaterial. But I really I really think that the biggest the biggest problem that we have is outside of those like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, which in my opinion need to turn in their ordination, and if they want to be a socialist activist, they can go ahead and do so freely. But please do not invoke the name of God while you do it. 
Well, the thing they're that, both they're both a reference. <laughs> exactly, and that's why I say turn in your ordination. I, I don't care what else you do. Turn in your ordination. You do not speak for God. That's the that that's the bottom line. You don't. Uh, I I find it what what just a, just another uh, comment as a follow up. The individual who um, I don't know his name, um, but he is black, um, and he made a comment regarding let's let instead of getting upset, we all need to settle down. Let the investigation take place. And he's all of a sudden called an Uncle Tom by Maxine Waters, or no, Sheila Jackson Lee. I think that really indicates uh, that these people need that type of anger. They're no different than these Muslim leaders or anyone who, who profiteers or they benefit by keeping people down and angry and upset, rather than just basically say, let's wait for the investigation to be done, let's evaluate it from there. Because from a murder standpoint, this is, what, three weeks old? From a murder standpoint, when it comes to police, unless it's outright uh, outright murder on videotape, usually they take a month to two before an actual arrest and charge even take place. Yeah, and the, like I said, the, and, and I agree with you, this is, this is pure opportunistic, an, an opportunistic moment for those who, who believe in some type of uh, race baiting and causing some type of social unrest that is completely and totally unnecessary. Yeah, and uh, not just unnecessary, but will our worst fears come back to roost in this as uh, <laughs> anyway? Um, hang on. No, a I understand it. I understand your point. Yeah, well, that's very. It's always the same people who are pissed off. Um, area code seven two zero. Yes, how y'all doing? I'm listening to the conversation. You brothers talking about Reverend Al Jockin' them. They can't use God. But let me ask y'all a question before y'all even get on Reverend Al Jockin'. Okay, profiling is, like y'all said, this kid was profiled. Okay, most people start looking at little white kids and say, oh, maybe this kid's going to go shoot up a school. Maybe this maybe this guy's going to go uh, take somebody's gun out of his mama's house and go shoot up for school. See, profile is coming from both ends of the And then when this brother talking about Reverend Al Shock and Jesse, they got the right to speak about this because you know why? Because every time something go wrong, it take brothers like this brother on here trying to put them down. See, I ain't got to listen to you because there were thousands and thousands of African Americans out there against it. So this one brother who want to impress this 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 white station that he listened to and want everybody to sound like they being outraged because you got to press this group of people who really don't care about this brother being killed. And then when you got black men want to stand up and go against their race of people because you got to press this group of people who you trying to press them so you can go to them tea parties and all that type of thing. You keep the pressure. Oh, you're a stereotype. Hang on. I want to answer that. I just want to answer that a little bit. First of all, profiling is not you're not when you, when a when a police officer profiles, he's not profiling color, he's profiling behavior. That's the first thing. So it's never the it's never about it's never about the color of the person. It is always about the behavior of the person. If the behavior of the person fits a certain profile, that is something that causes somebody to go out here and investigate. Secondly, Regarding Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, I have been watching these people for over 30 years, and I have never, ever had them mention God in a biblical context as far as repentance is concerned. That is their responsibility 
first and foremost, as a pastor, you do not have the right to take that title and put it out there for some type of socialist justice movement that is going to benefit and line your pocket. By the way, Jesse Jackson needs to go back home to his baby's mama because he needs to go out here and handle his business. Remember the remember the march that he claimed that he was going to do back in 2000, that if Bush got elected that he was going to do that, but he found out about his baby's mama? I think he needs to handle that business. That's a whole nother issue. Thirdly, go ahead, Mr. Colorado. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Thirdly, as far as Tea Party... As far as Tea Party is concerned, I do not, nor do nor do I ever plan on, uh, at this moment, joining any type of Tea Party for only, for personal reasons. So to say that I, because I am a conservative and I am going to go out here and I am I am siding with some Tea Party movement because of what you may or may not heard is is sir is not only is it you wrong. Want house, nigga. Excuse me. Excuse me. Since you want to be a house nigga, that's what uh, I said. Since really? You want to impress a group really, of people? Really, sir? You really? Really? Well, that's what I really, mean. If, if Since if, you want to be the super nigga for the white folks, hang on. What no, wait, no, wait, wait, so I want to I want to answer. I want to answer that because, you, ahead, sir, answer. you need to understand something. The only difference between slavery during 1860 and the and the Democratic Party is that the plantations gotten bigger and the overseers have changed color. That's the only difference. You had lost your identical ignorance, son of a bitch. Yeah. That's right. the only difference. Well, you had uh, lost your identical. Bottom line is that, I mean, here's another perfect example. I mean, hang the Duke lacrosse team, but find hey, out hey. That who were the cops that supposedly did this to Tawana Brawley. And, you know, it, it, sadly, uh, I, I wasn't around them, but, I mean, I read on history. I spent a lot of time in the detention hall, so I used to watch a lot of history videos, but right. it's the same group. Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, Maxine Waters, Louis Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, uh, you know, also um, Al Sharpton. And they're all insanely rich. Um, Yes, they are. Insanely rich. I mean, like, not not even just affluent. Jesse Jackson is going to be worth close to a billion dollars. That does not surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, these are the kind of issues that they need in order to. I mean, Russ Simmons, he ain't nothing but a goddamn race. Who's that? What about Russ? Russ, the man Russ who, who? talked all every time he talked, he split up the country. Russ? The one who talked Russ? about that young lady who went Russ, Russ Lemon, whatever y'all. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. That Russ big Limbaugh. Uh, where did Russ, Russ get Limbaugh? In the he worth a million dollars too, and he's just well, as bad as Jackson Jackson, as you said. But well, you don't I mean, see no wrong in his eyesight, but you won't talk about Jackson Jackson now splitting up the country. What about him splitting up the country with his views? Well, the name of God. That's one thing. Wait, Wait, Rush Limbaugh does what? not invoke the name of God. No, that, he does not call house, himself brother, a pastor. I'm not talking about house nigga. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to this guy here. I don't want there you to no okay? There's no house niggas here, sir. I don't know what. I don't. Hang on, hang on, hang on, Mr. Colorado. I'm not disconnecting you. Um, you know, but be careful. I mean, do not. Treat every, we're respecting you. You respect us. Quit, quit with that bullshit. Cause that don't fly with me. I don't need to. Hear, but anyway, um, go ahead. Uh, you wanted to res- respond, and we'll let yeah, Mr. Colorado all, all follow I'm, up. All, all I'm saying is that Rush Rush Limbaugh has his own issues. Whether you believe they're right or wrong, that's up to you. That that that's really immaterial. Um, I mean, 
dealing with Sandra Fluck and all of what she's all of what she's about. That's a whole nother show. We don't even have to really even go there. But um, all I can all I can really say, and I'm going to have to probably go ahead and uh, jump on out of here. Um, all I'm really saying is that yes, we need to go out here and understand that yes, we need to take the time for the investigations. But what we really need to do as an Americans is to go out here and look introspectively within ourselves and Ellie ask ourselves, what are we doing? What do we really value? And I really think that this type of this type of a situation should wear that raise that type of awareness, especially in the black community. All righty. Mr. Colorado, go ahead. Well, my thing is this. Like this brother said, he said, you know, we need to raise up. See, I'm getting sick and tired that we got to prove ourselves. Like he was saying, it's the way you walk. It's the way your action to make you feel that is okay. That guy that do never go to the store and was on his way back to his parents' house. So for him to leave his parents' house because some psycho guy decided that he looked suspicious. Maybe if we start looking at the school shooters and start calling them suspicious, maybe this little white boy finna go to school and shoot up somebody. Maybe this white boy finna go shoot up a store. But no, we don't do that. But every time an African-American girl, we got to look suspicious because how we wear our clothes. You see a lot of the white kids with hoodies on, pants hanging off their ass just like everybody, but they ain't looking suspicious. It's just one group of people. Spanish and black. So if we gonna be an equal opportunity, when we got soldiers over there fighting for this country, they ain't fighting for black and white. They fighting for America. So that suspicious stuff, it work on both sides. Cause when I hear all these school shooting going on, the majority of them coming out them suburbs, and a lot of them going on in them. So we need to stop this suspicious stuff when it's coming to Africa. We don't need to have this talk to all kids, know how to walk, know how to talk. No, they young folks. They folks know how to enjoy life just like all other generations of kids. Cause like now they want to sit out and say, because he had a little weed bag, and that make him a bad person. No. How many of them school shooters smoke weed? How many of them type of kids smoke weed? We need to get up off this trying to always try to make other community kids look like they on some bullshit when and when all this stuff going on in, in these damn suburbs with they kids. First thing they do, they start shooting up their parents, then go kill up a bunch of people. So we need to stop profile. And for that brother to come over here and want to talk about Reverend Jackson Jackson, but he going to hold Russ Lemon, so that's tell me where he's standing. He's a lost nigga. Excuse my language. Well, the bottom line is you're right about a lot of things, and that's that's once again a stereotypical that we have just seen on TV. Bottom line is that we have to wait for this investigation. We don't know the whole story. Uh, it's being already, the smoke screens are being put up to piss people off and to take sides. We don't know that this police department it is a corrupt race. Wait a minute, wait a minute, though, wait a minute. Let's just wait and see what they come up with. Um, I, I mean, the bottom line is, uh, okay, the Black Panthers had their rally, and they're entitled to that. And and a lot of what you said is, well, is very valid. Well, the Black Panthers hell is the KKK and the skinheads. Oh, they got their rally. Yeah, they certainly do, and they're entitled to by constitution. Okay, then. I'm, my my whole point it's, is exactly. My, wait a minute, wait a minute. My whole point is, is that okay? They offer a ten thousand dollar bounty to someone like me. Ten thousand bucks is a lot of cash. There's probably a lot of other people mm-hmm. around there where ten thousand bucks is a lot of cash. So some some people may be hunting this guy down. What if it's found out the opposite? What if we find out that Trevon Martin did instigate it? Let let's just say the word uh, what we what we don't think really happened, and let's say this guy did kill him in mm-hmm. self defense. But yet 
we find out that uh, the, the, this posse hunted him down and, and put a cap in him. I mean, we just got to right. wait and see okay. what's going what's gonna to happen. What you we, said about we, stereotyping, right. that's very true. Geraldo, Geraldo's the you first are? moron. Who, hang on a second. Geraldo, Geraldo gets on TV and he says, I tell my son not to wear a hoodie and his pants down to his ankles. Um, first of all, most people that I know, I'm involved in coaching football. Most people I know from the ages of about uh, 17 to 30 smoke pot. So having weed is irrelevant. It's almost as if you don't do it, you're an, you're an odd person out in today's world. That's the reality. We may want to say no, but that's very, very true. And the bottom line is you're correct about stereotyping people. That just go, But that's from television. Not, that doesn't necessarily mean if a person's walking down the street and they're wearing a hoodie that other people cross to the other side or won't say hello to them. I mean, anyway, go ahead. Well, you're right. What is, what is, but when you listen to them tapes and you seeing this guy stalking this kid, and then you hear his, you know, he don't know if he could be the child's selector. He could be, you know, he don't know this guy. He ain't the police. He ain't the that's man. Right. I, you know, that's a young kid. He looks like he's about 15 years old. He don't know this guy trying to pick him up and put him in his car and drag him out somewhere and rape him. He don't know this guy. This is a kid going back home to his house where his daddy lives at. They pay taxes. They pay. So all he do, he's stalking this kid, following this kid around. He looks suspicious. He's looking like this. So and then if you stalk and then all of a sudden you start chasing the guy, hey, he, he didn't know was his life in danger. So yeah, if, if, if you get up to a kid and, and he, he feels his life in danger, he probably did put him on his But this guy was 250 pounds. This kid was 140 pounds. This guy got a big old gun in his hand. So he don't know what he was against. Yeah, well, who, we don't know. He, he lived to tell his story, but not this kid. No, you're very, you're very right, and that's why that's why it is a tragedy, and that's why we have to wait for all the evidence to come out, because there are two sides. There was a witness that we weren't aware of, but I mean, the bottom line is we. You are correct. Well, you and heard that's that, why that, we have you heard to wait. That lady if, said. I know if somebody. That lady well, said white ladies that live in the community. She said she heard. She said the voice that she heard was hollering for help. It was that little kid voice. This a, this a white America. She said, and when the when the gunshot fired, that voice said stop. So if this dude was such in all this danger, why when the when the bullet when the gunshot went, then all that help 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 was over with? Cause he had killed that kid for no reason. Cause he wanted to be Clark Kent. He wanted to be a super cop. Cause we passing laws in America for people like that to carry guns and be able to do what they want to do. Cause they want to take the job out the police hand and put it in crazy people's hand right now. Cause everybody's so paranoid about thinking people look suspicious out to get them. No, see that's that's just giving them the right to kill people in America right now. They put it in the hand of bunch of crazy people who think everybody out to get them, and you know, it's a sad day in this country, because it, it ain't doing nothing but 24-24 splitting us up. When is we going to start looking at each other equal? When are we going to start hugging each other, loving each other, trying to make America a great country? Why it got to be this black and white? Why it got to be that way? When we got our soldiers over there that die every day coming back to America, and when they come back, they can't even get a decent job or a decent place to stay, because we too busy in all this hateful stuff that's going on in this world. And then when I hear other black men but he wants a whole Russ Lemon, but he wants to talk about Jesse Jackson. Russ Lemon just as bad as Jesse Jackson and Al Shocker. 
but he don't want to see Russ Lemon rolling, but he got a whole lot to say about Jesse Jackson because they want to stand up and write for this young kid who got slaughtered and got shot down like he was some type of animal in the streets of America. So I don't. I, that's why I got so mad at that. But no, like you said, let's wait before you start judging people because you had automatic chose to side you want to be an African-American man. Because you know what? I know the same thing happened to you because it happened to me. I could walk across the street and people are sitting in their car. They look over and see me walk across the street because the sign tell me to walk. They popping their lockdown like I'm finna carjack them and do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I ain't been, you know, so that's how sick this country is, okay, when it comes to black men. So I'm, I'm getting sick and tired with this profile because I could be scared too. I could think every little white boy in America is a school shooter. I could say I have the same attitude, but I don't look at people that way. I don't think, because I got white friends who got white kids and they brutal for kids. I don't see them as school shooters, but I could have them same views and same thoughts if I was ignorant like that. Yeah, and those people are ignorant, and Rush Limbaugh pushes his agenda just like anyone else. But the, the, the bottom line is we don't know what happened. We're, we're only hearing we're, – we're hearing different stories from different groups. Oh, you know what, my friend? Hey, you need to call us tonight on primetime. we got to bounce. We're, we're way past um, – we're about to be disconnected in uh, about 10 seconds. All so right, join well, us thank tonight you. I'll just have to call that brother out. You have hey, a great day, call sir. In tonight. Call in tonight. It's me, Cool Mike, from from the 1130 show with Sarge and GGT. I'm filling in for Doc Jones. Oh, okay. He, he's on the Bahamas. You so know who this tonight. is, don't you? Yeah, Mr. Colorado. Mr. I've been Colorado. You that. Yeah, and one of these days I'm going to come visit you down in Colorado. All righty, my friends. All we'll right. see you tonight. Thank you for joining us for Rob Jones' okay. uh, Conservative Hour. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for the callers. And uh, uh, we will have a show tomorrow night, uh, I believe. Good night.